Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network shift used to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March 9th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the checks and balances brilliantly found in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. It is about God, family, and country. It is about protecting life liberty and property we reject revolution we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth really quick yesterday we had a great broadcast we had on lance miliacho and his co-host george ballantine both from the big mig broadcast we talked about the tip of the spear if liberty means anything at all it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear we also had a couple of incredible guests on john Thaler Esquire was with us. He's from the Harrison Thaler Law Corporation. He's an attorney. He's an investigative expert in insurance fraud and more. In addition to that, we had on Jacqueline Fine Brieger. Uh, and Miss Brieger is the lead investigator involved in what's going on in Arizona, folks. And we talked about this crazy situation in Arizona. What am I talking about? Arizona racketeering exposing election integrity problems, crisis in elections over new evidence revealed. Uh, it was a blockbuster two hour broadcast with these four people. And we talked about the biggest criminal conspiracy in U.S. history Sinaloa drug trafficking cartels, human trafficking cartels, election fraud. Money laundering, insurance fraud, bribes, corrupt politicians, corrupt law enforcement. I mean, it just goes on and on. It is shocking. We talked about that. We also talked about this Southern Poverty Law Center attorney. Uh, he got arrested for terrorism, domestic terrorism, but now they let him out on a $5,000 bail. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, they wouldn't let anybody else out, but they let him out. Special treatment for the Southern Poverty Law Center? What a disgrace that is. We also talked about Tucker Carlson and his footage of the Capitol riot demolishes claims by Democrats that an insurrection occurred on January 6th. Well, here's what's interesting. On one hand, you know, you appreciate Tucker revealing more footage, but he said to find relevant videotape, our producers were given the use of Capitol Police computers with, quote, advanced mapping software to make it easier to find what we were looking for. Well, if you uh, trust using the Capitol Police computers who have an agenda and you trust this mapping software that they gave them, I don't mean to be rude, but how stupid are you, Tucker Carlson? I mean, come on now. That's such a controlled environment. You don't even know if you got the information or not, buddy. Before airing any of this video, they say we checked with the Capitol Police and we're happy to say their reservations were minor and they just didn't want us to show one doorway or one entrance. But folks, the January 6th Fed surrection is well underway. I don't believe the official narrative at all. 
I don't know everything that happened, but I do have friends and people that I know that were there on the scene. And I do know the Epic Times has an incredible video documentary that literally challenges everything the government's claiming on this thing. So when Tucker says, oh, I saw the, all the footage, but I used special government software and special government computers to know what was relevant and not, I have zero trust. Anyway, incredible two-hour interview yesterday. Check it out, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Today's show is just, if not even more so, riveting, ladies and gentlemen. We have a gentleman with us now. His name is William L. Saunders. And he uh, has just have so many credentials, it's not even funny. But he's uh, with uh, the Human Rights, uh, the Institute for Human Rights uh, and Ecology. He's a professor. He's the director for the Center of Human Rights, School of Arts and Sciences. He's the co-director for the Center for Religious Liberty. He's a Harvard graduate. Uh, the guy's just got so many credentials, it's not even funny. Let's just say this. He's an attorney, uh, and he defends human rights and has done so for years william welcome to liberty roundtable live sir thank you sam i'm very glad to be with you all right i want to talk about you uh, a little bit about i want to talk to you william about who you are first uh, and i want to talk about uh your life and and how you got into this uh this is an incredible position uh to be working with the catholic um education systems, uh, working on human rights. The work you do is riveting. And I read a bunch of stuff about you and your efforts for pro-life and your involvement uh, in the protection of life. The Catholics, I appreciate so much for standing up for life. Uh, it's just incredible. Give us a little history on who you are and how you got into all this. Well, Sam, thank you very much. And I agree with what you said, that one of the basic principles of this country is the defense of uh, innocent human life. And uh, I became a human rights lawyer in the mid-90s. I was uh, working with a religious leader from Su uh, the Sudan, which people listening may remember. Uh, there was a genocide and slavery going on there, like I said, in the, in the mid-90s. Uh, it was finally ended when uh, President George W. Bush started a process that ended in the separation of two parts of the country. But... So I, I, I and I started my own NGO. I was working at a human rights group, but I started my own NGO to help the people who were being killed or enslaved in Sudan. And I've just worked in human rights ever since. And then after I did that work, I started I, I worked with a pro-life organization here in the United States, and I was a se senior lawyer there. And we were working all the time to try to find ways to protect uh, innocent unborn people. And now I'm at uh, Catholic University of America teaching uh, human rights with a master's program in human rights, you know, trying to help uh, form young people to go out into the culture and uh, argue for true human rights. Also, Sam, if you give me just a second, I imagine some people listening will be thinking, uh, you know, will be su maybe suspicious of the term human rights. And I would just say, please don't be, because human rights is simply another way of saying your, your God-given dignity as a, as a human being. It includes protection from the smallest human being to the oldest human being, for the, the most frail, the people on the margins, the people who are uh, forgotten and ignored and taken advantage of. 
and that can be any color or any sex or, you know, any, uh, you know, it could be white person, black person, man, woman. It, it can be in this country or another country. And one thing we do at my Center for Human Rights is we work a lot on human rights uh, that are being abused w- worldwide by the Chinese Communist Party, which, uh, as this show goes on, we'll be talking about them a lot. But instead of Chinese Communist Party, every time we'll say CCP. Uh, so the, so I just want the listener to know when they hear the CCP, that's the Chinese Communist Party. So it's great. I work with young people. We, we think about human rights uh, philosophically, legally, we look at the theological underpinning of human rights. We, uh, we, we work with what was a, a pretty clear consensus across the world after World War II that the reason we had had World War II was because human rights were so terribly abused. And people listening, hopefully, you know, remember what the Nazis did, but also the Japanese imperial army was violating human rights and it led to the second world war where we you know america lost lots and lots of of lives but so did the rest of the world and as many as 50 million innocent people and so after that the world kind of decided it was important to protect human rights um they issued a document which again some people be pretty suspicious of, but I would encourage them not to be, called the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, because the reason I say don't be suspicious about it is, yes, it's true that left-wing or anti-family or American haters uh, disguise what they want to do in the language of human rights, but true human rights, which are reflected in this Universal Declaration, Talk about and another way to has... say this, William, just to clarify, the human rights we're talking about is God-ordained human rights, not manufactured Absolutely. propaganda rights. They use the Christian religions, for example, to do all kinds of damage as well. So the perversion of these realities uh, doesn't debunk the importance of what we're highlighting here. The reality is That's human exactly rights do right. matter. They're God-ordained rights, and uh, the perversion or the acting in the name of religion doesn't debunk religion. Uh, shame on those who uh, uh, abuse that uh, and who um, victimize the name thereof. And, and, and that's really the point you're making, right? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And in fact, you know, Sam, I'm sure everybody listening has, you know, played a football game or has been to a baseball game. You know, when you have a, if you have one of those games and one team shows up and the other team doesn't, you don't just, uh, there's a forfeit. The team that doesn't show up loses. So, you know, the world and young people, kind of understand all right we're going to get him back real quick ladies and gentlemen incredible interview coming up we've got a surprise guest that'll be with william l saunders as well i'm telling you right now this is a harvard graduate attorney he works on real human rights he's with the catholic university of america and telling you it's incredible. Catholic.edu slash CHR. More in seconds on your radio. 
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Professor William L. Saunders with me, ladies and gentlemen. The guy's got credentials big time. Just call him J.D., if you will. What's that, Juris Doctorate? That's right. He's also with the Catholic University of America doing a phenomenal job. Catholic.edu slash CHR. We're talking about he's the Director of Human Rights. The point I was making right before the pause, uh, William, is that, you know what? All kinds of bad things are done in the name of religion. Religion's not responsible for those things. Shame on those uh, who victimize uh, true religion on the altar of their uh, satanic and evil deeds. Nevertheless, there are people who truly care about human rights, uh, and they're, really it's synonymous with God-ordained, God-given rights uh, at this point, and that transcends uh, any abuse that we might get uh, under the title. Uh, let's just be true blue and keep marching on. Uh, they um, cannot uh, take down the good that we do no matter what they try to pervert. Satan always takes something good, honorable, and right and tries to betray us on that altar. We're not going to let it happen on our watch, sir. Yes, I agree with you 100%. I just wanted to make the point for your listener that, you know, the, as hard as it is perhaps to believe, uh, the rest of the world actually agrees with us, and it's this kind of insane propaganda of the left that argues against it. Um, so they are God-given rights. Most of the world recognizes them. Uh, but, of course, that doesn't, you know, I'm just saying that to show that America's uh, in agreement with most of the world. But certainly for American citizens, we have these God-given human rights, and that's what we're fighting for. Understood completely. Now, your work has been incredible. You got started on a lot of these pro-life 
uh, issues. There's a lot more than just pro-life. There's uh, protection from communism and socialism around the world. There's all kinds of rights. There's um, uh, sex trafficking and abuse of people. We need to protect the uh, people from those things. How, how broad-ranging uh, are the defense of human rights uh, with regards to the work you're doing? You know, pretty wide-ranging. And another one you're just for folks listening, is defense of marriage and the family. That is actually recognized, like I was saying, from World War II, universal consensus. That's important. So I'm not doing a lot of work on that at the moment, but that's an important human right. And then the one I am doing a lot of work on is religious freedom, Uh, you know, the importance of religion and allowing religious people to speak and to be full citizens and and not to be uh, shut up. There's a lot of work that needs to be done in so many areas. It's not even funny the work we have cut out for us. Uh, But I want to highlight the pro-life stance that you uh, and really, um, and I don't know, I don't want to create a divide here, but I want to say uh, true Catholics who believe in pro-life, not those that you see in the media that that don't seem to take uh, the pro-life God-ordained guidance seriously. But pro-life is probably one of the most important issues we deal with, right? Yes, it is. It's absolutely essential. And I agree with you that there are certainly people who call themselves Catholics who are not pro-life, and and that's a betrayal. I mean, the the Pope, I'm sure you remember John Paul II, called the right to life the first human right. It's the basic one. Without that, there are no human rights. If you don't have the right not to be killed by somebody else, you don't have any rights at all. Uh, amen to that. Uh, I also think when we think of life, we got to think of liberty and property or the pursuit of happiness uh, is really how the founders put it. Liberty is close behind the pro-life uh, issue. Uh, if you don't have life, then you certainly don't have liberty. <laughs> but once you have right. uh, you know, pr- life protections, uh, liberty is next. Freedom to think and believe the right to your conscience. Uh, this is so vital. Uh, and it's what we'll be talking about as the broadcast continues to unfold. Your right to conscience, right? Yes, yes. It's very close to religious freedom also. You know, your right to to choose to believe or not to believe. Even if right. we know Those... there's it, it you know, even if we know there's God, uh we still don't force people to believe in God. But we do our very best to defend the liberty to do so. And you know what? All you know, we talk about life and liberty, but all liberty begins with religious liberty, right? Absolutely, it does, yes. Your conscience is, is like you mentioned a second ago, is, is, is the essence of a human being. And they, therefore, it, it informs their whole world view. And so we have to protect that. But it's, it's closely tied to religion because you choose to believe and people can't stop you from believing or force you to believe. All right, dig in a little bit. Tell me about your work and how we the people can support what you're doing, because I agree that human rights are vital. Uh, I agree that uh, the perversions ought not detract from what we're doing. Uh, And I agree that we have to let people know there are people who genuinely, from a religious, God-ordained point of view, believe in protecting life, liberty, and property. Uh, And that's the work you're doing. Uh, Tell me what, what projects you're involved in and how we the people can help or be involved as well. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a few, and feel free to jump in with questions. Uh, I mean, like I mentioned, and as we'll talk about later, one of the main projects is the work 
connected with the Chinese Communist Party, which is trying to undermine all American institutions as well as being a threat to its own people and to the world. So that's a major part of what we do. Also, um, I, as I said, I have these students. We train them in human rights. Uh, we also work at other places around the world. There's a country called West Papa where the people are being uh, ab abused by their government. We're trying to help those people. As I'm sure you are aware of the, what happened in Hong Kong. We're trying to help those people. Uh, we're also at, on religious liberty. We do a lot of things. We're uh, going to be filing comments. And, you know, lawyers file comments and briefs, and we do that. There's a, something called the Organization of American States, which meets in uh, Washington, and I'll be there with other pro-life people to try to uh, get the pro-life uh, understanding of human rights affirmed by that organization. Um, it's really one thing after another, and it really never stops. How do we, the people, get involved? Because it seems like it's such a complicated subject. I mean, training people to understand their rights, helping people defend their rights. There's a lot of work to be done around the world. But the average American like me or just, you know, the listening audience, they're thinking, you know what, I do care. Um, but, you know what, I don't really know what to do, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I appreciate that <clears throat> very much. It, it does seem like something you can't get involved in, and the, and the crazy propagandists from the left are very involved. But there are organizations you can work with, including our organization, and you can learn more about it. I mean, we actually have a weekly podcast we do about issues having to do with the Chinese Communist Party. And we have the website you mentioned. I mean, I'm not here to solicit funds, but if anybody wants to support us financially, you know, they can do that. I, know, am, I am, ladies and gentlemen, because that's how the engine of solutions work. We're not just in it for the money, but it does take money for legitimate efforts to gain ground and to make progress, folks. It's not a money game, but it is a money necessity to fund the efforts that we're making. And sure, there's endowments and there's philanthropists and there's all those kinds of things. Uh, but you know what? A lot of good comes from a little bit of us. Uh, you know, um, if you're moving a house, a lot of hands make heavy work light is the point uh, financially uh, morally prayers efforts involvement support all those things do matter and especially the act of prayer uh, professor i think is something that we cannot overlook absolutely essential absolutely essential i would have, we would be very grateful if everybody listening would say a daily prayer for the work we do it would be tremendous all right. Now, William L. Saunders, ladies and gentlemen, he's with the Institute for Human Ecology. He's a professor and director for the Center for Human Rights, School of Arts and Sciences. Um, he's the co-director for the Center for Religious Liberty. I just find that fascinating of the work that he does. But the Center for Human Rights, uh, the Catholic University of America, it's all available at catholic.edu slash chr. And the reason I want you to go to that website, folks, and check that out is because they have the podcast there. They have details of the tremendous story we're going to get to right after the break. Uh, and it really relates to the promotion of life, liberty, and property, starting with the key understanding that all liberty originates from religious liberty. Okay, it isn't that you've got to be religious. You know what? Our next guest coming up doesn't have the same Christian beliefs that we do. 
Nevertheless, in my view, he's a son of God and sons and daughters of God, regardless of their race, creed, beliefs or anything else, um, have God ordained rights. And we need to protect those rights. One of the geniuses of America is you cannot believe in God. And we'll defend your right to not believe in God. We may not agree with you, but we can humbly agree to disagree on things, but still have dignity in God-ordained. Others would call them human rights. I defend them. Professor William L. Saunders has spent his whole life defending those God-ordained human rights. Help us with the cause, will you please? Catholic.edu slash CHR. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. The Senate Minority Leader is in the hospital. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is in the hospital today. A spokesman for the Kentucky Republican says McConnell was admitted to the hospital after he tripped while attending a private dinner at a Washington hotel late on Wednesday. The spokesman said the 81-year-old McConnell is receiving treatment and no further information was provided. McConnell has represented Kentucky in the Senate since the mid-1980s and was elected to a seventh term in 2020. The year before that, he suffered a fractured shoulder after he tripped and fell at his home. I'm Skip Kelly. Three Los Angeles Police Department officers were shot overnight in a violent encounter in the city's Lincoln Heights neighborhood. The three senior officers are now in stable condition after being shot by a parolee at large, refusing officers' instructions during a lengthy standoff. LAPD Assistant Chief Al Lombrada last night. This incident started about 3.50 this afternoon, so it shows a level of patience and, and more importantly, uh, the officers taking their time to try to de-escalate this and more importantly, resolve this peacefully. And unfortunately, behavior of this individual did not uh, result in that. A very deadly situation. We're grateful residents were not injured as part of this, and we're grateful the officers are going to be okay. The suspect died at the scene. The first ever 3D printed rocket was set to lift off from Cape Canaveral Space Force Center yesterday, but was scrubbed because of temperature changes in the methane fuel. The next attempt will be Saturday starting at 1 p.m. Eastern. Parts of California are bracing for more heavy rain. Forecasts show another round of atmospheric rivers is expected to slam much of the state starting Thursday, washing away several feet of snow that dropped in recent weeks. Up to eight inches of rain is likely to fall in the coming days, which could cause flash flooding and possible mudslides and rock slides. More snow in the mountains is also expected. This comes as three people were found dead Wednesday in Southern California after last week's snowstorm. I'm Ryan Daniels. USA News. Non-attorney spokesperson ad sponsored by Open Jar Concepts. Attention veterans and active duty military. If you were issued earplugs between 2002 and 2016 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country, and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-958-2145 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-958-2145 now. 
Again, 800-958-2145. That's 800-958-2145. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, I am privileged to be with the distinguished William L. Saunders. He's a Harvard graduate. He spends his time on human rights, uh, protecting religious liberty. He's with the Catholic University of America, catholic.edu slash chr, to learn more about his incredible work, his podcast, uh, etc. Um, we've got a guest now, and I would like William to do the honors of introducing him. This man is, in my opinion, an American hero, and his story is going to be riveting. William? Yes, it was my pleasure to introduce uh, Chin Guang Chin. Um, do you want to say hello, Guang Chin? Guang Chin, do you want to yeah. say hello? Hello, my friend. I'm happy to be here to talk about human rights, about China in here. So let me tell the listener uh, just a little bit about him. He he was uh, he was not bo- he's blind. He was not born blind. He became blind because uh, the, although the Chinese the Chinese Communist Party had all, had said they were going to make life better for all the poor people, they had failed to do so for his parents who couldn't get medicine. And he lost his vision when he was in his first year. But he he grew up blind in China. They did not have schools for blind people for law school. He learned law by by, uh, listening to uh, Radio Free Asia broadcasts and by getting regular books in in Chinese who his father would read to him. Uh, He also grew up... uh, a, uh, a uh, member of and advi- uh, admirer of Chinese traditional culture. His father told him all about the heroes and uh, great issues of Chinese culture, which are uh, very similar to the great stories uh, that we had in the West. So he grew up very strongly believing in human rights. Uh, when he could, when he, he, he was, he's called a barefoot lawyer, which is his nickname, because he represented people who uh, were on the outside of society, like the handicapped people or the poor people. And he, he won some victories, and he was on the cover of Newsweek magazine. For anybody who remembers Newsweek magazine, it, maybe it's still published, but the picture of him on the cover of it in 2005. And then he, he started uh, speaking out against the forced abortions in China under the one-child policy. And at that point, the CCP uh, arrest, uh, took him into a secret jail, a black jail. Then they had a kangaroo court trial, put him in prison. When he got out of prison, they put him in house arrest. They completely surrounded his house 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with groups of thugs who watched his house and who even sat beside his bed when he was sleeping and who just walked in and out of his house because he was a very important person and the Communist Party wanted to keep him under control. So picture that, 24-hour house arrest, watched all the time by 
teams of thugs, and he's blind, yet he escaped. It's a miraculous story, which we can get in more detail in a second, but he escaped. He, he had a friend in another village, so he escaped his house, got out of his village. He's a blind man. He's by himself. He got to the next village, found his friend who drove him to the U.S. Embassy in Beijing, and he came to America, and we're very proud to have him at Catholic University. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is hard to understand some of this here. Chen Weng Chen uh, is a Chinese lawyer. He's a human rights advocate who has been an outspoken critic of the Communist Chinese Party, the Chinese government, and its policies of forced abortions and sterilizations. Now, I mentioned pro-life. This uh, gentleman uh, became blind at five months old. Uh, he uh, wrote in his memoir... He calls himself the Barefoot Lawyer, and that's the name of his memoir also, The Barefoot Lawyer. And he largely had a happy childhood growing up with his brothers, teaching him how to recognize the feel and the sounds of things. Uh, and as he got started in the world, he taught himself the law. Uh, he eventually got married and had children. And the problem with him having children is, well, he was charged with overbirthing, ladies and gentlemen. I guess as far as I understand, him and his wife had a second child and defied the communist Chinese party's one-child policy. He was also charged with providing information to foreigners because he did an interview with the Washington Post. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this just shows you how evil and how dictatorial and how abusive the communist party uh, is. Chen, tell us how you met your wife. Uh, How did you meet Wei Jing? Yeah, uh, because you know, at that time I work in my village. I, uh, you know, I have a habit to listen to the radio station. Uh, at that time, my wife called that radio station to try share some information about her, try to get a job. So I heard. Her voice uh, sounds not a lot uh, uh, independent. So I just want to uh, encourage her. So I give her a call and and let her know, you know, you have, uh, you, you know English, you learn a lot of knowledge. So you can find a good uh, job in the uh, society. Don't worry, in the future. So I that one encouraged her. But later, you know, he, she uh, uh, gave me a lot of call. We talk a lot. Then we know each other. Then we love each other. <laughs> that uh, that is a uh, special story. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So it, it started uh, because he was impressed with English. Uh, she knew English. He realized that she uh, had uh, the same uh, belief systems, etc. Over uh, many phone calls, etc. And it just grew from there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So later, you know, we 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 talk a lot. She wants to see me. I said I'm a disabled people. If you think you have a disabled 
friend that is not good, you you are not you, you cannot come. <laughs> if you think there's no problem, you can come. So then she come to my house. So we that is the first time we met each other. Yeah, then uh, we talk a lot about the society problems, the life, and uh, how to make the future is better. Yeah, I, I inspire her. Tomorrow will be better. We should find a way to make our life better like that. We talk a lot. So uh, later, we close and close. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chen Wengcheng is with us, and we're talking about his incredible escape. We're first discussing how he met his wife. Uh, William, as he escaped, what happened to his family along the way here, his wife and, and children? How did that relate, and when was all that compared to the escape? Yeah, he, well, he had to escape by himself, so his wife stayed behind because he was. they were pretending he was sick in bed, so they put like a... You know, not a, a dummy, but they made it look like somebody was in bed, sick. And during that time, she had to stay there so they wouldn't know that he had escaped. So I can detail the escape or say a few more words if you'd like to hear about that. But Yeah, let, let, let's well, say a few more words. We'll get into the escape right after the break coming up here in a minute. But so she stayed. And the real question that I have is, isn't that super dangerous, though? for her because yes. she would get the blame and uh, give me a little bit on that before we move to the escape yes it was dangerous and she had been beaten before he escaped and she was beaten after he escaped but he wouldn't leave china unless he could have uh her come with him and his, his and uh they tried to use his children to get him to leave the u.s embassy but he he you know, a story we can talk about in a minute. He held out and he got his children out of China also. So he got his wife, his children, his whole family, and they engineered an incredible escape, ladies and gentlemen. This blind gentleman, known as the barefoot lawyer, uh, because he defended so many people in China and defended human rights to the point where they engineered an escape. The escape, believe it or not, was successful. He's here today telling the truth on your radio as a result of that heroic, incredible stand for human rights by the Barefoot Lawyer. We'll talk more about him and his family and his memoir. Uh, we're talking to two people, Chen Guengchen and William L. Saunders, Catholic. .edu/chr for more. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. 
To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Chin, Gweng Chin with us, ladies and gentlemen. He's also known as the Barefoot Lawyer. He wrote in his memoir, The Barefoot Lawyer, about his life, a happy childhood, growing up with his brothers, learning to understand the sights and sounds and things around him through feel and sound and etc. He taught himself at an early age the law, and he advocates for human rights, for land rights, and the welfare of the poor. He grew up incredibly poor in China, ladies and gentlemen, but he's decided to take matters into his own hands. Found a wife, got married, had a couple of children, Oh, too many children. He overbirthed. That's right. Yeah, he, w- he would be charged with overbirthing because he and his wife had a second child. They were like-minded in liberty, like-minded in their understanding of human rights, and therefore they engineered an escape. William Saunders here to help tell the story, professor at the Catholic University. They call it the University of America, Catholic dot edu slash chr for more uh so william let's start with the riveting story of how he escaped how did this all go down first they started by pretending he was sick and in bed right right so you have to imagine that there's uh, these these this team of thugs is watching his house and they're watching kind of through a, a, a an opening like a driveway and there was one second really 10 or 15 seconds where one of the thugs was standing there talking to the others and blocking their view so they couldn't see the house. In those few seconds, Guang Chen uh, ran up to the roof of his house. So when the thug moved, they weren't aware he'd gone to the roof. Now, they're watching the house 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So he can't do anything until it gets completely dark at night. And then he has to cross several other yards with walls to get out of his village. Now, the thing was, his wife, who we mentioned in the previous uh, section with you, she's his right-hand person and, and, you know, his soulmate who helps him and everything. And she helped him in this because they had, they had 
talked about what was in the yard. You know, did the next yard have a, I don't know, a tree that's fallen down? You know, so it helped him in his mind because he's blind to form a mental map of the yards. And so when his pistol act, he had to cross over walls and backyards of other houses till he got to the edge of the village. Now he had, so that sounds hard enough, and I'm not sure whether you, Sam, or I could do that without making noise, but think about if you were blind and you didn't, you know, you'd step on a stick and you make a loud noise, the thugs are gonna realize there's something wrong. If a dog starts barking, the thugs are gonna know there's something wrong. So he had to do it very slowly. He had to follow that mental map. He actually broke his foot when he dropped down from one of those walls, but he still got out of that edge of the village. And he was now. This is where I would say. This is where I would say, by the grace of God, that he get uh, his escape. Absolutely, absolutely. It's miraculous, Sam. All right. Just so you know. Just so you know, William, I'm a totally blind person as well. I was born totally blind. Uh, I'm a syndicated talk show host, an IT guy for a living. Uh, I've got eight children and a sighted wife who's more than my right-hand person, that's for sure. She's my saving grace, I'll tell you that. Uh, but I do understand uh, the escape a little bit more than most as a totally blind person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I mean, and you can comment on this, Sam, but, you know, Gwang Chin tells me that, he, you know, because he's blind, his hearing is much better and when he got to certain parts of the village where he, he, he didn't, they changed some things that he couldn't see from his roof and there was a new wall and things like that, he could tell by making little noises himself the way the noise bounced off things, it helped him navigate, actually. Yeah, so just and, so everybody understands what that is, it's, it's in the scientific world it's called echolocation. Uh, it's what bats do to some degree. Well, blind people have learned to click their tongues and do things that can let them know about objects and surrounding uh, because the frequency uh, bounces off uh, the object and lets someone who can hear. I used to ride bicycles uh, that way as a kid, uh, and I could learn where the curbs were, and I could learn uh, how to go down the, the street and stay a certain distance from the curb uh, with echolocation. So that's how he's doing it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and it, the interesting thing about that is, believe it or not, a lot of blind people don't even know what it's called and don't understand the scientific ramifications. They just learn to do it internally or natively, if you will. Uh, and uh, believe it or not, I did that my whole life. And then as about 45 years old, 10, 15 years ago, I learned that there's actually a scientific term uh, for this. And it's actually defined uh, and usable. But I taught myself that as a kid. Uh, and obviously, he did the same thing. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, Gong Chen, do you want to say anything about how you use that sound? Uh, yeah. Yes, I, uh, that is a good way to know the encouragement, environment. So you know, even the the raining, uh, the raining, the, when the water drops to the ground, the echo can uh, hit the wall, and uh, you know the echo can tell me where is the wall, how how far, and I should go which way like that. So even, you know, when I come out of my village, I have to come to another village. But between our two villages have a river. You know, I have to walk uh, 
follow the river, and uh, I, I have to very careful to uh, fall down in the water, you know. So I use the uh, the stem, stem, right? Yes, that's right. I, yeah, I throw something from my hand to the ground, you know, when the, uh, you know, the small stone drop down the ground, uh, the echo can let me know where is the water, where is the ground, where is the grass, where is the tree. So I, I use that way to find a way to go to another village. You know, if the sham uh, or the small stone drop in the water, the voice very different. That is, uh, the, the, everyone can, can know that different, right? So, but if the, if, if that's some, somewhere here, uh, a pond or a stone, the echo still different, but not a lot, not very different. So I use that way to, to know where I should go. So, uh, yeah, that is, uh, that is a very helpful for me to, uh, to find a way to know how to go outside, how to hide me like that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so the silent, the silent navigation, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> from the split seconds it took to get from his sick bed to the roof, uh, then the um, harrowing effort to get from village to village to eventually uh, meet up uh, and get with a friend to help him further. Right, William? Yes, and uh, the, the friend drove him to Beijing because he wanted to get to the U.S. Embassy to, to claim asylum. And if you can imagine, uh, when he finally got to Beijing, um, the Chinese uh, Communist Party police were chasing him, and, and, and uh, an embassy car picked him up, and then they chased the embassy car and him all the way back to the U.S. Embassy. So, can, you know, it's kind of like right out of a movie. I mean, you can imagine them going through the streets and chasing each other. Um, and, you know, I, uh, there's a lot that happens when he got into the embassy. The U.S. Uh, at first really welcomed him, but then the communists turned up the heat uh, on the embassy, and the U.S. was trying to uh, have good uh, economic relations with China, which were being threatened. So there was pressure put on Guangxin to, to go back to the Communist Party, who, get this, promised they would treat him well. Now, this, <laughs> this is a party who arrested him for no crime, who tortured him, who hit him in a, in a black jail, then put him in prison after a kangaroo trial, who beat up his mother and his wife, who put him under 24-hour <clears throat> house arrest, but they promised they'll do better. So it was. this was a key, there was a lot of pressure on him, and they, as I told you, they were getting members of his family to, to try to make him give up. He was in a hospital getting his foot treated. As I mentioned, he broke it when he was escaping. And there were some heroic congressmen who, who, who kept trying to call him on his cell phone. And there was one moment at night 
when the uh, the, the the blockers or the the, the jammers of the uh, cell phone signal went down, they reached him on the phone, and they had a hearing in Congress with him on the phone, and all the publicity from that forced the communists to let him leave. Ladies and gentlemen, every aspect of this is God's intervention. He has a work to perform around the world, ladies and gentlemen. Eventually, he gets to America. The Catholic universities take him in. He writes a memoir uh, called The Barefoot Lawyer. How do people get that if they want to read that? Well, they can get it on Amazon. I imagine they can get it through any bookstore. It's just called The Barefoot Lawyer, Chen Guangcheng. It's readily available. All right, that's important because that's the riveting story. Now, you mentioned it was kind of like a movie, his escape, because of how hero, uh, harrowing uh, the details really are when you think about it. Are, they, are you guys going to make a movie about this? Because I'm telling you, that would be an incredible movie. That's, the, as they used to say, Sam, the $64,000 question. And the answer to it we can do now or do after the break, but it says a lot about the state of Hollywood, my answer and my, our explanation. All right, we'll come back next hour and and talk about that, ladies and gentlemen. That's really important. I want to talk about that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about um, uh, the uh, travel to America, uh, how he got uh, hooked up with the Catholic University to continue to tell his story. Uh, Catholic.edu slash CHR to learn more about that. You can look for this incredible um, memoir, The Barefoot Lawyer, written by Chen Guincheng. and really, he's been blind his whole life, folks. But he uh, is now standing up for human rights. Any, any final statements this hour on that? Well, uh, yes, he, he stands for human rights. And what we're doing is not just for the human rights of people in China, which are, of course, very important. They're also for the human rights of the people listening to this radio show right now. Americans' human rights are at risk because of the Chinese Communist Party. And he has greater insight into that Communist Party than anybody. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. A riveting story, to say the least. Um, You know what, folks? This is, uh, in some ways, Human Rights 101. Because it lets you understand there's liberty and tyranny in the world. And most of us are in the middle somewhere. How much freedom or how much loss of freedom do we experience well the barefoot lawyer knows both and he's going to tell you some of the blessings that we all may take for granted as we continue on this two-hour riveting interview on liberty roundtable live god save the republic Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for March 9th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two. And the headline I wrote for the second hour is as follows. <laughs> Two-hour riveting interview continues with a good professor 
and the barefoot lawyer, ladies and gentlemen. That's my title for the second hour. Who are we talking to? William L. Saunders, catholic.edu slash chr. He's a professor for human rights, graduate of Harvard Law, and we've got an incredible gentleman with us, an American hero in my opinion, Chen Wang Cheng is his uh, Guan Cheng uh, is his um, name, but he's a, he's a Chinese lawyer. He's a human rights advocate who has been an outspoken critic of the Communist Chinese Party. He escaped from China. We were in the middle of that story uh, as we ran out of time the first hour. Uh, in his memoir, The Barefoot Lawyer, he writes about his life and about you can find it, folks, if you just go to Amazon and type in The Barefoot Lawyer. You can learn about it. But he was blind from an early age, self-taught in the law, escaped from China. And we were talking right before the uh, end of the hour. I think they need to make a movie about this thing. You were going to mention Hollywood, Professor. Yes, absolutely should make a movie. I mean, again, just for everybody listening, a blind man escapes. who's under 24-hour surveillance seven days a week, manages to escape to get to Beijing, where he's chased through the streets by the police in a car car race trying to get him, you know, I, I mean, that how how dramatic is the whole story? And in fact, he there are people who understand how dramatic it is and who are in Hollywood, but no success because no one wants to offend the Chinese Communist Party because of all the money Hollywood makes with its films in China. Let me ask so, you a question. Do you think there's funding if we found the movie makers to make it? Uh, I don't know. That's part of the problem. I mean, the funders that, that we've been in touch with so far just won't put the money up. Um, so, you know, you can find the technical people to make the movie, but we, you've got to have the producers who put in the money, and we haven't been able to find them yet. But... Uh, so, I mean, they must be out there, but so far, no. We've got to keep working on it because, in my opinion, this is a movie. This is a story uh, that, in my humble opinion, must be told, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I want to talk a little bit more about his escape then. How did his friend get him uh, to the other car to where the chase happened? How did, uh, how did they get wind of it? How did that all kind of go down? Uh, I, I don't remember all the details of it, but he had – this friend was in another village – I think he was one of the people who was one of the poor uh, people who he had helped as a, as a barefoot lawyer. And they got him in a car and, and they got to Beijing and then the embassy was going to pick him up. So they did an exchange somewhere and the police had gotten word of it. And so they chased them all the way inside the U S embassy. Wow. Now the negotiation starts, the communist Chinese crank up the pressure. America, wanting a great economy with China, decides, mm, maybe we need to back away from this thing. Then what happens? Well, there's, uh, the, as I uh, mentioned, there's some very heroic uh, con a congressman who wanted to reach Guangxin because Guangxin was famous because of being this outstanding barefoot lawyer. And he did, uh, as I mentioned earlier, this report on forced abortions in China that were, ha and he, in fact, it's interesting for your listeners, when he was put in jail, he was put, he was put in jail because they said he was guilty of 90,000 unplanned births. So 
How about that, Sam? Wouldn't you like to have on your tombstone that you were you were responsible for the birth of 90,000 people? I was that, that was- pro-life, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just stand before the judgment bar of God with that claim because, wow, that's incredible. And you think about that, and that's what's fascinating. Really, he preserved the most innocent among us uh, in such a way to where the enemies of life, the enemies of liberty, the enemies of God's guidance to all of us. And by the way, this has not yet ever been rescinded. That is to multiply and to replenish the earth. Uh, Chin stands tall to defend God's law, sir. Yep. And, you know, Sam, I just want to say what's happened in Hollywood where, you know, this is a compelling story. It's a heroic story. It's not being told because they want to keep making money from dealing with the Chinese Communist Party. And that probably anybody listening again knows the same problem exists with the National Basketball Association, which speaks out very loudly about uh, perceived abuses in America and doesn't say a word about the millions of people who are have been killed or who are enslaved or who are, you know, under house arrest or who are being taken while they're alive and taking their, their organs ripped out of them. This is documented human rights abuses on a massive scale in China. And yet the NBA is so lustful for money that it has a double standard where it speaks out about the USA and won't say a word because they're afraid they won't be able to make money in China. Yeah, the problem for Holly Warped, Professor, is not only they don't want to uh, thumb their nose at uh, and uh, get at odds with the Communist Chinese Party. That's certainly part of it. I also think the other problem is with a barefoot lawyer is he's made his claim to fame defending pro-life. Uh, and you know what? They don't want the pro-life story told either. Yeah. Yeah, I, that may be that may be a big part of it. That may be a big part of it. The other, I, I think, difference where they don't really want to focus on uh, what he's done is he managed to leverage uh, a congressman in the United States and leverage Americans to help him get out of China. Believe it or not, I think we could create a train of people that could leave the communist nation uh, if we could leverage it in the right way, too. And that's a repercussion of the story they don't want to have happen. If one can do it, one becomes two, two becomes many. I think it could be a liberation story, right? Yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, it could be. It really could. And there were. All right, now, there Chin. Were... Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Chin. I was going to say, Chin is a distinguished visiting fellow at the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. now. Um, he's not himself a Christian, and this is one of the fascinating parts of the story that I, you know, I think Holly Warp would, would kind of consider about this. He's not a Christian, folks, but he supports freedom of thought and a freedom of religion for all people. And this is another riveting part of the story. Um, you know, they claim that us Christians only want to protect Christians or that somehow we think this, this nation is only to protect Christians. That's not true either. We defend all people and their right of conscience. And this is another quintessential blessing of America that we should shout out to the whole world like a light on a hill, Professor. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, your, your listeners, I think, are going to appreciate what I'm about to say about Guangxin. 
uh, he he came to he got to America in 2012, and he this past year he became a U.S. citizen. He loves America. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Wow, that's what incredible. Is- what a way to do it, ladies and gentlemen. So when he was in the embassy, the negotiations happened. Then how did he get to uh, America? Did his whole family come at once? Guangxin, did everybody come at once? Did Wei Jing come with you? Yes, yes. At that time, you know, they, they uh, you know, at that, you know, that's a long story. Yeah, later, you know, the Khan Party have to allow my family, my two children and my wife come from my uh, my village, Shandong province, to uh, to come to Beijing to meet with me. But they don't allow my wife and my children come to the embassy, just uh, hold them in hospital. So they try to uh, give me a pressure. I have to come out to go to the hospital to meet my wife and the children. So yeah, later, you know, the, the Khan Party uh, control me in the hospital. They prepare more than 400 guards in that hospital at, at that time. And the, the U.S. Uh, officials in the embassy said the current party don't allow them to come in my room to talk with me. So, <laughs> yeah, so, but later, you know, the, uh, the they have a negotiation and uh, uh, they let me uh, come here, so I'm free. Your story, Chen, is riveting, but really the bigger story, in my opinion, is the efforts of the barefoot lawyer and what he's doing on the international stage with this Catholic university right now, ladies and gentlemen. The work they're doing is incredible. And the reaper cut, you know, the Lord, in my opinion, wanted Chin uh, to escape, to be alive, to bring his family. And now, you know, you talk about a power couple. This, him and his wife, a power couple, ladies and gentlemen, standing up for liberty with this Catholic University of America, a private organization, catholic.edu slash chr. Um, the real story is the work that's being done as a result of his liberty, right, William? Yes, absolutely. And he's in his belief in uh, the importance of American institutions of democracy. He, he, he's a, he, and when you contrast that to the situation in China, he just appreciates freedom so much. We're going to do that in seconds on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Riveting interview continues with the barefoot lawyer and the good professor on your radio. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. 
Small Business Tech Guys has a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. We're talking to the attorney, William L. Saunders. He's with the Catholic University of America, catholic.edu slash chr. We're also talking to Chen Guangchen, who happens to be nicknamed the Barefoot Lawyer. His harrowing escape from China kick it all off ladies and gentlemen uh and he wrote a memoir about it called the barefoot lawyer i'm advocating for a movie on the same topic to say the least uh, but you know what folks really the human rights efforts being made by the good professor and by the barefoot lawyer right now and the catholic university is really something to be aware of uh, it's becoming a light on a hill from the great nation of america contrast with the communist agenda of china and this contrast is really, really uh, important to kind of think through and understand uh, as we discuss the abuses going on around the world, particularly in the communist nation of China. Um, you know, you got to ask yourself this, you know, how does the communist Chinese party treat Chinese citizens? Are they bound by any law or do they just do whatever they want or how does that look, sir? You know, it's a great question. I'm going to let Guang Chen answer it, but just so you know, he just published a, a uh, or just had published an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal this week about whether the Chinese Communist Party follows the law and whether citizens can be protected by the law in China. So, Guang Chen, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, I, I want to see under the authoritarian regime, no rule of law. In mainland China, all the citizens cannot use the law to protect their rights. And the Communist Party uh, prosecuted them uh, the, uh, at home, in the black jail, in real jail, and even you know, kidnapped 
we just mentioned about my friend Gao Zhisheng. He is a lawyer, and the current party put him uh, in jail three years, then house arrest. After two years, he kidnapped. After, until now, five and a half years have passed. No one knows where he is. No one knows he's still alive or dying. So his family tried to find him, asked the company, where is uh, my uh, brother or uh, my uh, husband? The company ignored that. So, yeah, in mainland China, the human rights work is very, very dangerous for them. It gives a, right. activists a lot of pressure. Yeah. Now, just so I'm clear, and I'm not, just so I'm clear, and I'm not pronouncing these names right. I'm sure. I'm so sorry. I'm doing the best that I can. Gao Zhengxing is Gao Zhisheng. Yeah. Dao. Anyway, does Dao is that the friend that helped you escape? He is not the he is not the one who drove into Beijing, but he was one of the lawyers who tried to help him while he was still in China. All right. What happened to the friend who drove him? Guangchen, what happened to the friend who drove you to Beijing? Didn't, didn't they beat him? Uh, who drove you from the village to Beijing? Yeah, he he tried. At that 2006, he came from Beijing to support me in Shandong province. Then the Khan party uh, arrested him and uh, took him back to Beijing and put him in jail. Put him in jail. Yeah. Where is he now? No one knows where he is now. You know, uh, five and a half years ago, the company kidnapped him again. Since that time, no one knows where he is. Wow. This is just... So really, everybody that helped you paid a serious price for this. Uh, but your family escaped too. That It's just... I just... Every time I turn around the hand of God... Uh, in this, William is just evident everywhere. It sure is, Sam. But, uh, I I asked Wang Chen when I was first starting to work with him, uh, how could he do this? Since he, you know you have extended family, and there's he still has family members in China, and he said that uh, the Communist Party would leave them alone because he was uh, he was he was such a loud voice and pain in their rear end that they just want to act like he doesn't exist now that he's here in America. But generally, Sam, this is very important for people to understand. The Chinese Communist Party uses Americans or, or tourists to put pressure, tourists from China, to put pressure on Chinese people in America to try to make them do bad things for the Chinese Communist Party. And the way they do that is they say, if you don't help us, we will hurt your family back in China. So, I mean, it's despicable, but it happens all the time. And they just put, you know, they, if it's, anyway, that's how they get people to do bad things because they threaten their families. Yeah. Well, in this, in this, in, I'm sorry. Yeah, when I was in Black and in real deal and in prison more than almost five years you know my family still under house arrest my children my wife 
the company still ordered uh, uh, more than 20 guards surround my house so my wife can't come out. That, uh, yeah, that is a calm party. Yeah, sometimes the calm party said, oh, if you continue to do the human work, I don't know in the future your children safety or not. Yeah, they use that to threaten us. This relates to how the Khan Party or the CCP, the Communist Chinese Party, as we say in America, how they're really infiltrating America, right, William? Yeah, it sure does, because um, like at universities, so the Chinese Communist Party is trying to undermine American institutions. That means universities, uh, that means business, that means government, and they do it in a variety of ways. But they have a lot of money, Sam, and they've, got, they've gotten rich off of this trade with the United States. And they use it to bribe people. Uh, they also threaten people, as we were talking about. Um, they have these false in- things that you probably heard about called the Confucian Institutes, which were supposed to be cultural institutes, but they're actually used to put out propaganda and to uh, kind of put surveillance on a, a Chinese Americans, um, you know, they infiltrate Wall Street. Um, there was a famous uh, example Guangxin can tell you about where uh, a Chinese official, I mean, a Chinese uh, uh, spokesperson for the party about two years ago gave a speech where he talked about if we need to do something, we can get Wall Street to do it for us because Wall Street wants the money. So they're undermining all kind of American, even private, you know, businesses, private property related, you know, they're they're subverting it. They want, you know, they're essentially censoring Hollywood and, you know, so they're determined to uh, infiltrate our institutions. Guangxin, do you want to say anything about that? Yeah, yeah, I can can give more detail. That official who worked for Xi Jinping, Two and a half years ago, he gave a speech in Shanghai. He mentioned the Communist Party how to use Wall Street to influence White House to make a good policy for the Communist Party. He said every time that is very useful. So even he mentioned how the Communist Party helped uh, uh, Hunter Biden to have the uh, international business foundation. And the influence, the infiltration, not in the U.S., very, very deep, you know, in the universities, in the companies, in the political system, and in the uh, media, in Hollywood, anywhere. So don't think the current party far away. In fact, they surround us. That is very, very dangerous. They try, the Khan Party always tried to destroy our, our freedom life here. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> this story is, <clears throat> it's a little bit hard to understand. Uh, and I say this because as Americans, we've never seen this type of hatred, this type of vitriol and retribution uh, and evil, um, you know, payback, if you will. I mean, it is something that it's really, really hard to understand. Um, Chin wrote an article back in 2017 in the Wall Street Journal as well. And it says, 
this. As the rule of law disappears, so do Chinese dissidents. Folks, is this going to be imported into America? We're going to talk about it in seconds with the Barefoot Lawyer on Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. The Senate Intelligence Committee held a hearing on worldwide threats with the head of the U.S. securities agencies. FBI Director Christopher Wray testified on the crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border, saying the agency has no clue on the whereabouts of many immigrants that are entering the United States illegally. We're not able to keep tabs on every single person who comes in, certainly. We have all sorts of investigations into certain people uh, who get in, and we try to work very hard on both sides of the border to prevent, to support uh, DHS's efforts and, and to some extent our neighbors south of the border from preventing them from coming in. In the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic's Origins, also on the Hill, Dr. Robert Redfield, a virologist who ran the CDC during the Trump administration, joined the FBI and the Department of Energy, believing the pandemic was most likely the result of a lab leak. In September of 2019, three things happened in that lab. One is they deleted the sequences. Mm-hmm. It was highly irregular. Second thing they did was they changed the command and control of the lab from the civilian control to the military control. Highly unusual. And the third thing they did, which I think is really telling, is they let a contractor redo the ventilation system in that laboratory. The president is expected to have his budget ready for review today. The president will roll out his budget proposal later today in Philadelphia. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre claimed it will cut the deficit by nearly $3 trillion over 10 years. It will include raising the Medicare tax on those making more than $400,000 per year to extend the program for decades. Biden has also called on Congress to quadruple the tax on corporate stock buybacks. The plan is likely dead on arrival in Congress as Republicans control the House. I'm Skip Kelly. The launch of the first 3D-printed rocket was scrubbed yesterday in Florida. This is USA News. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firms online at CordellCordell.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Online at CordellCordell.com. CordellCordell.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. That's 800-471-7065. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, two-hour riveting interview with the good professor, William L. Saunders, and the barefoot lawyer, ladies and gentlemen. Chen Wang, um, Wang Cheng is with us, uh, and we're talking about 
<laughs> the rule of law disappears. So do Chinese dissidents at the same time. How does the CCP treat Chinese citizens? Is it bound by the law? You know what? The rule of law is going away. They're getting more and more and more abusive and aggressive as time goes on. You would think it would be less as they trade with America, as they're America's most favored nation trading partner. But no, folks, the opposite is true. Now, the propaganda makes you believe it's all good and they're really just like us. But they're not at the communist Chinese party level. Not even close, ladies and gentlemen. So the CCP is infiltrating America in every way possible under the sun. Uh, and they've now got Chinese police stations in the United States. And they claim, well, they only relate to Chinese nationals. I don't know that that's so. In fact, I think it relates to a whole lot more than that as they use this leverage to put pressure on everyone uh, to put a cheerful face on the communist Chinese agenda. Uh, professor, isn't that uh, the big concern there? The pressure is not only on Chinese nationals, but eventually on American people and their family and associates and, um, well, other generations of Chinese Americans, right? Yeah, we know that they're putting pressure on uh, on uh, Chinese citizens who are here, but I agree with you. They are, will also, unless we root out these police stations. They will expand to put pressure on Chinese American citizens and eventually on other Americans. I mean, it's just illegal under any idea of international law for one country to open up police stations uh, to police its uh, foreign nationals. You, you know, you, that's a violation of sovereignty of the United States. So I think that it's a big deal in and of itself, but it's also. A, a clear example of what they're trying to do. These are not peaceful friendship associations. These are a mask for a totalitarian state trying to operate within the United States. So the real question then is this. Do you think the Communist Chinese Party is a threat to ordinary Americans? You know, on one hand, uh, you might say, well, it's a distant threat, Sam. I I'm not so sure. I think it's becoming more of a threat every single day. Yeah, I, I do too. Guangchen, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think that is, uh, in fact, that has uh, happened a lot in the U.S. And, you know, not just the police office in the U.S. The company will use different name, but they still do the police work here. You know, they use the people to threaten the uh, people in the U.S., not just Chinese uh, citizens here include the U.S. citizens. And uh, for example, uh, 2015, when I gave a speech in Europe, the company ordered a person to come to my house to put the mouse poison in my kitchen. You know, they use that to threaten me, to try to let me keep silent. Uh, so. You can see this is, that happened in the U.S., not in mainland China. So not just that. And another example is when I go to another university to give a speech, the students who come from mainland China, they write a letter to the uh, university leader, ask them to cancel the plan. So you can see the Khan Party used the freedom to destroy 
another people's uh, uh, freedom here. So, of course, they spend a lot of money to buy the market in the U.S. to control the media company, what they print or what they mention. And uh, another thing is, you know, the Communist Party tried to direct, to call the U.S. citizens who mentioned about the persecution in mainland China. So, yeah, that happened a lot. So I think uh, the U.S. people should understand about this and ask the government to do more job of this to, uh, to prevent the Khan Party continue to do the evil thing here. In other words, we have to use our influence, ladies and gentlemen, economically and otherwise, to push the communist Chinese to have a better record on human rights. That's for sure, because the CCP, as it currently stands, is becoming more and more of a threat to ordinary Americans every single day, economically, morally, criminally, every way uh, that I can think of. Um, this is something to kind of be aware of. And at first you just think, oh, well, it can never take root here uh, in America. But it can, and it does, and it will. Uh, let's just look at the um, COVID scenario. Uh, do you believe that the uh, virus was a leak from a lab? Uh, or do you believe it was intentionally uh, used to try to take down America? Uh, what do you think about that, Chin? I think, yeah. The, 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 before the country tried to create the coronavirus to make a bioweapon, but I believe that is a leak, not uh, on purpose to uh, to share it. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, of course, the country tried to use that to... Uh, destroy the the world. Uh, you know, 2013-15, the Central TV they mentioned about this. At that time, this the company very excited. They said, "Oh, we got a good successful. Yeah, we 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 make we made the different virus together. So the poison very 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 strong. If we use it." In bio weapons, we can uh, get us successful. Ladies and gentlemen, whether it was leaked on purpose or not is uh, still the debate. I personally believe that it was leaked on purpose. But nevertheless, uh, under the idea that they never let a good crisis go to waste, William Saunders, professor, uh, attorney, catholic.edu slash chr to learn more uh, i'm convinced that whether it's intentional or not the leak or the the release the fact is they're taking advantage of the situation regardless uh and attacking human rights around the world i mean look i've never been shut down like we did during the covid in my entire 56 year life so something is changing around the world and it's emanating from the communist chinese party right I want to remind the listener. Yeah, of course, we can focus to the coronavirus, where they come from. We should punish who created that. But the important thing is we should know the biggest, the biggest virus is the Communist Party, the CCP. If we can't uh, 
through the CCP in the trash heap of history, more and more coronavirus will come. All right. I think the CCP is a threat to ordinary Americans. And sadly, a lot of our government officials are going along with the Communist Chinese Party. I think a lot of the reasons they're doing it is they're in fear, economically speaking. I don't know if you guys know, but in the L.A. Times uh, about 15 years ago, there was an article that talked about the Chinese would use the nuclear option against America. And they didn't mean nukes. What they meant is financial nuclear option against America. Mm. So the problem is they've got us over a barrel now. And I think Congress knows it. And I think that's why we're not willing to stand up as we need to for human rights, Professor. Yeah, I, I think that the key message for your listener to understand is the CCP only responds to force. If we are not strong against the CCP, they will take advantage of us. You can't negotiate in a nice way because they'll go along and they'll say the words, but the only thing they respect is strength. So America has to put human rights ahead of profits, and we have to tell the Communist Party that we're going to stand up to them. We're not going to let them uh, subvert our institutions, and uh, they're not going to be able to operate police stations and stuff like that in America. They're not going to be able to subvert the universities. They're not going to, you know, we're going to put principle above profits, because the Chinese Communist Party knows that many parts of America, unfortunately, put profits ahead of principle, and they use that against us. So it, it's a very important to realize the CCP is not America's competitor. They are America's adversary. Tragic but true, ladies and gentlemen, the final segment in seconds with the Barefoot Lawyer and William L. Saunders, the good professor. Catholic University, America's University, standing for human rights, and God bless them for doing so. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, the Barefoot Lawyer, Chen Guancheng with us. Also, the good professor, William L. Saunders with us. Catholic.edu slash chr to learn more about their incredible human rights works, ladies and gentlemen. They're doing a great, great work internationally and in America. You know, the Communist Chinese Party is not a just a competitor to the United States, as you would uh, believe on the world stage. Um, you know, it's it's not just a battle of economics. They have become literally a enemy, a core enemy to the USA because of their policies, because of their abuses. Now, sadly, let's be clear, that's the Communist Chinese Party in leadership. The average Chinese citizen uh, is not your enemy. <laughs> Neither is Chin. Okay, they want liberty too. Many of them may not understand liberty. Many of them may be in fear. That's all factual. Uh, but the fact is, it's the party agenda that's the problem. Uh, and I want to focus on this uh, really clearly. What happens during the uh, so-called sensitive times in China? What happens then to the human rights of people, Professor? Let me let me just say before Guang Chen tells you, those are the times around the significant dates in China, like Tiananmen Square or when the Chinese Communist Party has its national conventions and meetings. So those are called the sensitive times. So Guangchen, what happens? Yeah, I want to let you know, you know, every sensitive, sensitive time, the company will force the activists to left Beijing. And just uh, this year, March 4th, the Khan party took my friend, his name is Hu Jia, uh, left Beijing, you know, uh, just, uh, 10 weeks ago, his mom died in Beijing. And now his father, his, his, at that time, to uh, March 4th, his father very sick in the ICU. But the Khan Party still uh, don't allow him to uh, take care of his father and take him away. And just, I, I just got a news this morning, his father died today. So, who just doing another uh, province? So you can see how evil the Khan Party. The Khan Party is the enemy of humanity. So we have to confront the evil, the CCP. So anytime, not just my friend Hu Jia, you know, my friend for that since 15 years ago, every year more than 200 uh, days, the Khan Party house arrested him. So, yeah, now he, his father and mother all died. 
So that made me very sad. So not just Huja, a lot of activists like this. When the sensitive time coming, they will get in trouble. The quintessential point here, ladies and gentlemen, is these sensitive times in China are dates where uh, the greatest abuses have taken place, if you will. And the problem is when those dates come near, the Communist Chinese Party literally takes those dates seriously, and it's a chance for them to clamp down harder. The whole goal is to ratchet up the fear uh, for all the citizens uh, and make sure that they, quote, fall in line. And they take advantage of these uh, fearful times and then going forward, make sure that it's a fearful reminder. Uh, that's quintessentially the goal of their agenda in these sensitive times, Professor. Yeah, it, it is. And, um, you know, they're a totalitarian state. They want to squelch all freedom. So they must squelch or put push serious pressure on these activists, uh, the human rights people, the people who stand up for God-given human rights, as we were talking about. So... Sometimes they make them stay in their apartment and they call that house arrest. Sometimes they force them to leave Beijing. But the point is, as you said, they're trying to uh, eliminate freedom. Um, I do want to mention, I mean, to show you, I know people listening appreciate the God-given freedom of uh, religious freedom. And in China, they are using this technology, new technology, to cramp down on religious freedom, there's a, a new app that you have to sign up ahead of time if you're going to go to church. Now, that's not neutral. That's or not harmless. That's intended to suppress people. Uh, another example is when coronavirus was going on in China. Now every Chinese citizen is has a health grade, and if if you want to travel. They check on the app. Is your health grade green? Then you can travel. If your health grade is yellow, you must stay at home. If your health grade is red, anybody in China can arrest you and put you in jail. So, again, the government, Chinese Communist Party, uses that. It's not a true system. They manipulate it politically. If they don't like you, you're going to get yellow. And if they really don't like you, you're going to get red, even though you're completely healthy. And there, and is, there is no check and balance, ladies and gentlemen, on saying, whoa, wait a minute, mine's yellow, let's talk about this, or red, let's talk about this. No, 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 you're just hauled off to the gulag, or you're just shut down in house arrest. There's no discussion. There's no adjudication for you. There's no checks and balances or to make your case or to plead your cause or anything of the sort, right, sir? That's right. I mean, there there might be some, as Guang Chen was telling us earlier in this program, there may be laws on the books in China, but the Chinese Communist Party doesn't follow the law. They have, as you know, in America, we want to have the rule of law, which means everybody is bound by the law. In China, it's a false rule of law. It's called the, you know, the rule of the lawless. They They don't follow the law. So they use every they use the law or these regulations to oppress people and to eliminate freedom. All right, I mentioned that the quintessential liberty that trumps all other liberties because liberty all the other liberties originate from religious liberty. I've made that point, 
And I want to make that point again because I think that's really the understanding you got to have. If you don't have freedom of religion, folks, you don't have any freedoms left. Eventually, downstream, it will all be taken away from you. Because the idea is either government has control or God has control. And in the worlds of tyrannical governments, the government is God or king. In our world, in America, we believe that God is sovereign and governments are instituted among men by the consent of the governed. That's we, the people. And it's based on the rule of law, based on checks and balances, based on making sure nobody gets too powerful. Well, we need to talk about China Aid, an incredible organization. We're talking about walking with the persecuted faithful. Now, China Aid is an international, Christian, nonprofit, human rights organization that inspires, informs, and invites people to transformative action on behalf of the persecuted people of all faiths in China. They say their main goals are to equip leaders and encourage victims so that together we can bring religious freedom to all in China. But I say it everywhere. And then they say, get involved, you can help. Now you guys partner and work with these guys, right? Yeah, we we work hand in hand with them. The president, Bob Fu, is a very good friend of Guangcheng's. And in fact, when we talked about earlier the the hearing they held in Congress where Guangchen spoke by cell phone from the hospital under surveillance in China, it was Bob Fu who held up the phone. So uh, he is very good friends of us. We work very closely with, with him. Chin, what do you say? Uh, are we losing ground or gaining ground? It seems like even though we're fighting the best we can, we're still losing ground. Yeah, I, I, yeah. China Aid did a very good job. You know, they have a lot of actually escape from mainland China to here. And at that time, you know, Bob gave me a call in the airport. He said, I, I, I'm coming Washington uh, to join the Hearing about you, uh, I hope you can join us at that time. I said, it's no problem, just call me. So in that night, he, he, they tried to call me a lot of times, but doesn't work. Later, you know, he called me and said it worked, so I can speak in the uh, Congress building. So a lot of media uh, understand what's happening. Uh, how about my treatment in hospital like that? So that has give that let the U.S. people understand more about that and give a big pressure to White House so they have to uh, negotiate with the current party and we can come here. Hey, Sam, I just want to say that uh, there's no doubt that this is a pitched battle it's a it's a close battle and the one thing that will ensure the defeat of america is if american citizens don't insist that america stands strong against china and stands for freedom for the chinese people but also quits uh, you know undermining america this is very important and listeners should not think we're going to win because we might not the CCP is determined to defeat us, and they're willing. There's a famous book called The Hundred-Year Plan. They are willing to take a hundred-year view to defeat America, and America had better wake up 
and better, uh, you know, insist that their representatives in Congress and and they themselves support organizations that support us and they support China aid or whatever. But don't. It's like if you sleep on your rights, China is going to take them. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the whole point of the two-hour broadcast. If you do not defend your rights anywhere in the world, the communist party will take them. Last point to make uh, is that the communist party uh, is, well, there's the communist party USA, well entrenched in America. Uh, Do they have ties back to the mothership? I don't know. Nothing would surprise me about communists. The likelihood of there being a Communist Party USA not having ties to the communist nations uh, that, that becomes the mothership of the ideology and the belief systems are about zero, uh, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Beware of that. And the infiltration continues uh, with or without them, right? Yeah, and also, you know, again, it's, it's really, as you said, Sam, it is a battle between freedom and no freedom. If you believe in freedom, if you care about freedom, you must oppose what's going on with it, through the Chinese Communist Party because they want to take your freedom as an American. So this is totalitarianism versus freedom. It's, it's, so communist parties, historically, they're always totalitarians. They want to take your freedom. They want to tell you everything you have to do to live. And if you disagree, they put you in the, in the uh, real jail or the black jail where nobody can find you. So don't be quiet. Don't ignore it. Get involved. Thank you, Chin. Thank you, Professor. We appreciate all you do. We're flat out of time. Uh, But you know what? You can learn more. I'm also going to give this uh, information to another uh, talk show host on our radio network called Ask an Immigrant because the story will be riveting for that audience as well. Thank you so much to all of you. Uh, Listen, search for The Barefoot Lawyer on Amazon. Get the book. Read the memoir. I'm going to be pushing to make a movie about this, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening to Liberty Roundtable Live on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. LovingLiberty.net, Catholic.edu, slash CHR. God save the republic.